Hello guys, um, welcome to Discussions on the Rain. Unfortunately, today uh, my wife Z went to work, so this uh, session of Midnight Talks in the Rain <laughs> will be me alone. So uh, today I went to a restaurant to get food for me and my dear wife who was at home. So while I was there, I was I was waiting on the food. So when she brought the food, when the lady who was serving the food brought the food, I yeah, made a very slight comment, as as I would say, saying that the food is a little bit small, like this, the portion of the food is small. So she laughed at me, saying that uh, I'm paying. I, I think the food was I don't know, about one thousand francs. That's about two dollars. So it was like rice and a piece of chicken and some tomato sauce all making it uh two dollars per se so she was laughing at me saying that if it's in the u.s i'll probably pay maybe ten dollars for that you know so we got into this very brief but um quite interesting argument about why the food in the u.s will cost you know maybe five times what it costs in cameroon so to her, she was looking at it like in a very direct means, you know, in Cameroon is two dollars and in the U.S. is ten dollars. So, but I was explain to her that no, it's not. That's not the case because in in the U.S. you have you know the living standards are quite high, so you cannot like you cannot compare those two things at face value. You know, you have to put the two things together. Uh, but she did not get it. You know, we had a good friendly sweet uh, little argument and we parted ways but all the day she she um uh, she assumed that we in cameroon are are not happy for the fact that we get stuff cheap she was talking about like how we get taxes real cheap how we our housing is real cheap and all that and i was like i mean we earn we earn way more we less and that is why we pay real cheap for these things we we don't have the purchasing power same as the u.s we don't have but she didn't get it but but at the end of the day i started really thinking about why that thing came up like this whole issue of why in cameroon or in africa we cannot you know afford to buy food for that price and it got me thinking you know the first thing i felt i just thought about was unemployment so like in the u.s right now i know that uh, the unemployment rate is is very low i think it's about three point something in Cameroon or in Africa, the statistics are really shaky, so I cannot really determine uh, which stats. You know, there's some that will say is thirty percent, some will even say up to seventy. Um, the stats are really, you know, everywhere, right? But one thing is sure, Africa, you know, about sixty percent of the African uh, uh, unemployed are youth. So sixty percent of the unemployed are youth. I don't know how many of them are unemployed, but 60% are, of them are youth. And we shell out between 10 to 12 million um, uh, people into the labor market every year, which is crazy. There's a lot of people who have the ability to work, right? And I, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing that we have all this um, uh, labor force, but it doesn't really convert to to actual G- GDP, right? So, I mean, there are a lot of issues, like in Cameroon, it, it doesn't only boil down to, 
to that, right? It boils down to to other things like okay, yes, you you have a job, but now it's it's really about the quality of the, of the job. There's, I mean, to me, I believe really, there's a bigger problem with underemployment. So unemployment is is where, let me say, for example, you have a degree in I don't know, you have some university degree, but every day you're sweeping <coughs> the road or you're 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 being a a, a taxi driver that's underemployment it means that the skills you have you are not able to find jobs for that skill and i mean i i called a couple of my friends who are entrepreneurs um, in the like entrepreneurs you know at various levels um it's like medium-sized companies bigger size companies and they're like yeah yeah there's, there's a big issue with that but there's a bigger problem again with about like the how graduates leave school and they are not prepared for these jobs which is pretty interesting so a friend of mine was telling me that he runs like some some tech startup and he was telling me that a lot of kids who live with computer sciences like i mean with a computer science degree know just the basics like the basics of of computer science as a whole they just teach them theory there's no practice and all that so you see that when when you when you also uh, an employer is also willing to employ you if you actually have the skills to do the job that he wants you to do, but now a lot of our education system does not uh, uh, train off enough or it does not make us ready for the labor market. So a lot of us go and we're underqualified. I mean we have the degrees we call it the first degrees we call it masters and PhDs and everything, but we are so underqualified. And uh, in the end of the day, what happens? We uh we are underemployed or we are we 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 don't even get employment at all again talking about the, the issue of the quality of jobs right there's no use having um, a job uh, 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 i mean there's a use at least you can you be able to eat but it's the but the, the jobs are like really bad statistics says that um, about 70 percent of all jobs have very poor working conditions in africa which is also outstandingly crazy. And I mean, the reason as well we have, like, if you look at minimum wages, is super low. Like in Cameroon, it's about 36,000 and some change, which in dollar terms will be something about $60. I mean, what I, I, I bought a meal today for $2. So if I were to eat, I mean, you can have cheaper meals. You can get cheaper meals for, I mean, a dollar. You can get you know a meal for, for maybe 50 cents maybe it, you can do but imagine that if you're eating um dollar meals per day at the end of the month that's 15 dollars that's you have 45 dollars to play with how much do you pay rent what's your transport and all that so uh, that's it's not just in cameroon you see it everywhere you see it in nigeria nigeria should be about 80 dollars minimum wage you can go to malawi malawi it's also very low. Malawi should be, I don't know, uh, maybe about fifty dollars, you know. But I mean, there, there, there's progress. I think there's progress, and the progress needs to go like round the board. Because if countries like Mauritania, for example, I know if I if I can remember quite correctly, I know in December they're trying to increase the minimum wage like to do, pretty much double it. To uh, at the time minimum wage. It's really for that textile jobs was about uh, was about a hundred a hundred and ten a hundred and fifteen but now they want to pretty much almost double it to about two hundred and fifty dollars a month 
it is not much but it is better and the reason as well is better is because they 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 they, they are unionized they have uh, uh they have unions trade unions workers unions so they're able to negotiate with these companies to have uh you know better working conditions i mean i, I don't know i don't really know too much about the, the unemployment rate in in Mauritius, but i know that um uh, unemployment rate and poor working conditions are directly are directly related so if you look at like the us for example uh, during the depression uh, the great depression of the 1920s 1930s at the time i mean the you, you there was no way you could you, you could unionize because I mean, there were millions of people outside waiting just to get your job. So you either take the 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 crappy work conditions and the crappy salary, or you go home and starve to death. So you see, so what happens is that a higher rate of unemployment, higher rate of higher rate of unemployment is equals to very horrible working conditions, which brings me to the other point of self-employment. So when they talk, I don't know if um, with these stats, if they actually do count um, the number of self-employed people. Um, you know, like some more petty traders, little entrepreneurs, you know, who are just trying to hustle their way to get the next meal or two, the next paycheck, you know, doing small businesses here and there. I don't know if when they, when they, I don't know if they're considered employed or unemployed. You know, um, statistics are, again, they vary quite, quite, very quite big when it comes to that we don't know which which is which but with that i don't know i i, I think that that is another room for potential that's a huge room for potential um if people are able to to create jobs jobs for, the, for themselves i mean we, we need our governments to be able to create enabling environments for for entrepreneurship to foster because even the biggest economies today if we go to even even Germany, even go even to Korea, you know, like what Korea did with Samsung. Or we go to Japan, we go to China. You see that a lot of the development came from from hardcore entrepreneurship, from hardcore, you know, stuff. And a lot of these guys got support from 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 the government, from the local government. And we're seeing it already in Africa in one way or another. Like you see countries like Liberia and Zambia uh trying to really boost like the uh, apprenticeship schemes you know like tailoring and and uh, masonry or what building they're really trying to like vocational training they're really trying to push you know countries are pushing egypt comoros we're hearing every day you know we're looking at countries like cameroon for example i know a couple of years back if i'm not mistaken it should be 2008 where the government decided to try to create uh Twenty-five thousand jobs, you know, like government jobs. I mean, it's it's, it's not it's not not like uh, uh, private sector jobs. I mean, that was good. I know even in, in Senegal, uh, the president Makisa was saying that he wanted to create thirty thousand jobs. I think it was twenty fifteen and twenty seventeen. He was saying he was going to take up to three hundred thousand jobs. I don't know what's happening there, but you're seeing that there's the interest. Even the African uh, the development bank is trying to fund like you know these kind of projects uh, all around Africa to try to see how they can um, really boost you know uh, um, entrepreneurship development and you know and give support and all that and I mean these these things are great but at the end of the day that is why we cannot afford <laughs> that's why we cannot afford to buy uh, food 
for ten dollars because we have uh, serious job issues. And now, I mean, we have the opportunity. We have the opportunity. There's huge opportunity in Africa. Everywhere we go, we see opportunity. So it's really, really about us now as Africans to try to see how we can tap into these opportunities, and for the uh, leadership to try to see how they can enhance the the, the entire the entire process by making uh, uh, creating living environments for people to to thrive, you know, and actually make sure that there's legislation and uh, policies to make sure that employers don't rip off people, you know. I, if you if you go around because there are no jobs, you see somebody work for four, five, six months without pay, you know. But but employer and it happens a lot with small and um, small and medium-sized enterprises throughout Africa. You know, I've been to several places and you hear hear the same problem. I worked. I decided to quit because I was not paid for four months. But he expects you to come to work every day. He doesn't pay you overtime or she doesn't pay you overtime. And I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, it's a huge form of, of slavery, which is quite interesting.